up, everybody? Welcome back to the Increase Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and I'm your host. And I'm back today hosting another solo episode. And if you haven't checked out last week's episode with Malcolm Cottle, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's a new kind of thing that I'm going to do on the podcast. It's a new type of episode that I want to do and bring more of. And Malcolm is slated to do a bunch more with me. We have a bunch of ideas being thrown back and forth. But basically, just instead of just doing only interview episodes and solo episodes. I thought it'd be fun to have actual co-hosted episodes where it's more of a discussion about a topic instead of just an interview or just me kind of rambling about stuff. You know, break up the format a little bit, have some different kinds of episodes, keep it interesting for you guys. Yeah, I thought that'd be really fun and Malcolm and I have great discussions all the time about stuff. So I thought he would be a great fit for the podcast. So he's going to do some co-hosting with me. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you thought. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. That was the last week's episode. This week, I have a question that I got asked. And this question kind of sparked some idea of something that I've talked about before and something that I will continue to talk about because this is ever-changing. Well, not even, not really ever-changing, but I always think of new things or somebody asks me something that makes me think of a new angle or a new piece of advice. And people just frankly need to be continuously reminded. (laughs) So today's kind of overarching theme is tips to succeed in the music industry. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've thought about, but I got a question recently from one of you guys. He asked me, he was asking me through some mixed feedback. He asked me what, uh, kind of some tips to help him succeed in a new internship that he's going to do. He's going to a big studio. And so he wanted some tips, you know, he wanted to know based on my experience working at big studios, having come up the ladder, worked up my way up the rungs, um, in big studios, some tips to help him succeed in his new internship at a big studio. And as he was kind of getting in there and just how to succeed or how to get the most out of his internship. And at first I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to do it. I would love to answer this and do an episode on how to succeed in an internship. And I, I, maybe I'll touch on more of that specifically, but in my head, I kind of started thinking about it as it's not just how to succeed in an internship. It's how to succeed in basically everything in the music industry, except if of course you want to be a record label executive or something that I'm sure it's a little different, but, um, but all the six, all of what I'm about to kind of talk about is very relevant, whether you're a freelancer, whether you are a producer engineer, that's trying to get clients, uh, whether you're an engineer trying to work with bands, again, more freelance stuff, whether you're trying to work your way in as an assistant engineer or an intern at a studio, small or large, doesn't really matter. Or if you're an artist even, and you're trying to network and you're trying to get more exposure with people and just meet more people and make more connections, all that kind of stuff. This really comes, uh, comes into play. A lot of what I'm, I'm going to talk to, I kind of have a little list here of things that I wanted to touch on. And so these are just a few of the things that I thought up off the top of my head. And, you know, this, these are things that I've done myself. Uh, these are things that I've told interns to do that I that used to intern for me. These are things that I've heard other people like when interns do or when, when they deal with people who do this, it, whether they be freelancers, whether they be uh, other engineers, producers, uh, co-writers that they're working with, all these kind of things. And of course, there's a million different things and a million different pieces of advice and whatever. So I, you know, I can only speak to my own advice and I can only speak to what I've taught different interns and uh, in different scenarios and, and stuff like that. But I, I, I think it's very valuable and at least gives you some idea. But anyway, 
let's get into some of these some of these tips. So the first thing that I told him, which was a little more specific to being an intern and learning in an internship scenario, but it applies to basically everything. If you're trying to network or learn from anybody, really, whether that's you're a freelancer and you're trying to learn from other producers in the room, other engineers in the room, whatever it is, even other artists, how to create, how to make your craft better. And that is kind of continuously learning is one thing. Obviously, always be learning. Be learning from other engineers. Be learning from other producers. Be learning from the different musicians that you work with, the different songwriters that you work with. One of the biggest things that I used to do is um, when I was engineering, I would actually ask if I had never recorded an instrument before, if I was faced with uh, some strange instrument, I would ask them the, the player, the session player, and I was obviously very lucky to work with very great players, but I would ask them, where have they seen microphones? Where have they seen success? Where do they like what their instrument sounds like when it's recorded? Because they typically know. They know their instrument really well. I don't at this point. <laughs> this is a new instrument for me. I've never heard it before. I don't know about it, or I've never recorded one maybe. Um, and some of these musicians are very smart when it comes to what they know about their instrument. So that's one example where even though I'm the engineer there and I'm thinking I should, you know, be confident, I should know exactly what I'm doing. If I didn't know what the instrument was and if I didn't know, I wasn't going to screw up the recording just because my ego's too big. That that was never a problem for me. Um, but, you know, allow that to be the case and ask them where do you like this recorded? Where do you think this sounds best? And some of these musicians would tell me, oh, it's really good if you use this kind of mic and this placement and this and add that. And, you know, they put it through this compressor and it did that and blah, 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 blah. Some of these guys know a lot. Some of them don't, but some of them really do. And you can learn a lot by listening to them and not dismissing it because they don't know anything. They're just musicians. You're an engineer. You, you know better. Don't dismiss that. Some of them know a lot more about their specific instrument. If you ask them about anything else, they wouldn't know. And that's fine. But take everything in and at least try it. Don't dismiss things. And that's the constantly learning. The other thing is to, when you're learning, observe. Observe other people. Just watch what other people do. And obviously, do your job. But... When you, when you have some downtime, when you have a spare second or just throughout the process, you, you get better at doing this, but observe, observe what other people are doing. And the way, the, this is the way you learn other options. What compressors are they using? Even if you think, frankly, even if you think they're an idiot, sometimes you can see something that sparks an idea that you want to try. There's, you know, there's no really stupid ideas when it comes to making music because there's just so many options and it depends on what you're get, trying to get out of it and what the goal is. Obviously, some things might not or may be dumb ways to get to a certain goal, um, but, you know, use a really crappy Radio Shack tiny ass microphone when you're trying to get a big sound. OK, maybe that's not the smartest thing, um, but you never know. I would watch it. I would observe that and I would see where they go with that. Maybe there's something maybe they're doing some trick that I don't know. I'm not aware of, but you have to learn. You have to uh, observe other people. As you're learning, as you're observing, you have to do some self-directed learning as well. So watch what people are doing and then do some research about it. Look up why they're doing it. Try and figure out what they're doing. Try and figure out, read some manuals, read some Google answers, whatever it is. Then you can ask questions. One of the biggest things that I had problems with with interns is if they asked me questions that it was one Google and you would have known. If, you know, if they 
had done any self-directed learning about this topic, they would have known the answer to that. Those are the people, those are the questions that I did not like. I love when people ask questions, but I love when they ask questions that are relevant and smart. <laughs> when it shows that they've actually put some time in on their own to learn this. I used to help a lot of people learn the SSL console. I was a big pro at the SSL console at the studio that I worked at. And a lot of times interns would ask me, okay, how do I, you know, I want to learn the SSL. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm, I'm more than happy to help you. This is why you're here. You're here to learn. I want to help you. But when they would ask me a question that I'm thinking to myself, you sit in the back room all day and you're sitting there beside the SSL manual and you do nothing. You're sitting there on Instagram because I walk back there and I see that all the time. You could pick up that manual and read a page a day. doesn't have to be a lot of reading, just a page a day, just something you would have learned this already. You would have, even by skimming the manual, you would have learned this basic thing. So if you really wanted to learn this, you should be doing some self-directed learning and learning this and asking me a relevant question or a question that you now are stuck on because you've learned a little bit extra. And that was the biggest thing to me. And that's something that I did a lot with the engineers that I worked with. And this is what I think is very relevant. If somebody's asking you a million different questions and they're just bombarding you with questions and you're thinking, just if you watched me for five seconds, you'd figure half of this out. And if you Googled these questions, you'd figure the other part of it out. Ask me the 20% you can't find out by doing those two things or clarify after you've watched me do some things, ask me a pointed question to clarify certain things and ask me the, the smart questions, not, not simple, simple, simpleton questions. Um, so just be, be aware of that because some people I don't think are aware of that. And that was something that I was very aware of. I would spend hours watching engineers, hours and hours and hours watching engineers, sitting in the back of the room, watching the engineer, watching the producer, watching musicians, watch the way they collaborate, watch the way they talk to each other, watch everything that was happening. And then at the end of the day, and I would make notes even. I had pages of notes watching a Pro Tools editor once. And I've talked about that before in uh, the Billy Talent session that I did. I had pages of notes watching that guy edit. And then I would go home and I'd look up the shortcuts and I'd try and figure out his workflows. And I'd try and, and then it took a, probably a week before I had a question for him that I was like, I can't figure this out. Why are you doing this? And he was more than happy because he's like, holy crap, you really have been watching this and, you know, and I have something to answer this because, and he gave me so much information because I had done a pointed question because I had shown him by my question that I was actually putting in the time to learn this myself. So that goes a long, long, long way. It might not seem like a lot, but it really does go a long way. As somebody who answers questions a lot, it goes a long way when you, when you can tell somebody has actually tried to learn this themselves a little bit. Um, and just gone, gone a little bit extra than just coming up with a question in their head and asking it. So definitely learn to point those questions. And I, I used to do that a lot. Like I said, I was saying sitting in the back of the room and it would take me a while to finally come up with a question. And I would get so much more information by that single question or that couple questions that were very direct and very educated questions, so to speak. I would get so much more information from the engineer or producer or whoever it was by, by actually thinking about it before just spewing it out of my mouth. So that's a really big thing, no matter whether you're interning, whether you're an engineer, anything like that, it's really important to show a little bit of that initiative kind of thing and ask the right questions. So the next thing that I have is kind of, it has to do with energy and you'd have to have a good energy. You have to have a positive energy. Those are all things, but 
when you show up to a session, try and bring as much energy as you can. And sometimes, yes, there are long nights. <laughs> sometimes there are sleepless nights. I get it. I've done it. But every time, as much as I possibly can, I show up with as much energy as I possibly can. Now, if I'm still a little, little bit tired, they typically know that or they notice that or they kind of joke about here all night. I don't apologize for it. It's not my fault. You guys probably kept me here all night. <laughs> um, and they get it. They've been there too. But if you just come in and start complaining about how you didn't sleep, blah, 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 and are like sighing and yawning and just really trying to show that you're tired, no one's going to respect that. And they're just probably going to work you harder because they're like, well, fine. If you want to show off that you were up all night, fine. We'll make you do a bunch of stuff, even though they're fully aware. Um, the other thing is, is, is something that a lot of interns, and this is a very intern specific thing, but I, I genuinely think it goes with anybody that you're working with. And this is, I always have the same thing with anybody that I'm working with musicians, other producers, other engineers, whatever it is, nobody cares how hungover you are. If you got hung, if you drank all night, I frankly don't care. You still have to show up and do your job. Um, it doesn't matter. That was your decision to make. That was your choice. You knew you had to be here today. You knew that something was going to come up. Nobody cares because you still have to do your job. And I don't like people that come in, oh yeah, long night, man. Oh, this. I don't want to hear that. And no, I don't think anybody else does. And especially when you have people working for you, you don't want to hear that from them. You want them, you want to kind of have this image that they are on point, that they are on the top of their game, that they got a good rest, even if they didn't, even if you know that they were here all night setting up. You want to think that because that's how you can trust them. If they kind of try and preempt what they do with saying, oh yeah, I was hung, I'm hung over today. You can't trust anything they do. You'll assign them less. You won't have nearly as much respect for them because that's just the way that they are. They're trying to kind of uh, give themselves an excuse before anything goes wrong. And I don't, I don't respect that. And I don't think a lot of people, nobody that I've talked to respects that, except if you want a party buddy, frankly. Um, if you are working for somebody, never take that Never, anybody on your own level, even um, anybody above you, never, never say things like that because it'll, it just degrades what you're doing and it degrades your credibility in a way. So next thing that goes along with that, and this is a pretty simple, there's a couple of pretty simple ones here is be on time. Don't be late. It doesn't matter if it's your friend. It doesn't matter what it is. I am never late. I'd never want to be late, especially for, for if you're a friend of mine and we're getting together for coffee, fine. Okay. I'll probably be late. <laughs> um, but professionally on a session, I am never late and I'm always early. I'm actually always about half an hour early for a session minimum. Um, and especially as an intern, hundred percent, never don't, don't be late. Don't just not show up. Don't come in and oh, I'm, I'm hung over, you know, none of that. Don't do that. Always be on time. Next is show your work ethic and make sure it's good. Make sure that you are showing up with the proper work ethic. Make sure that you're showing up to this job, whatever whatever it may be, with your most on-point work ethic. Work hard while you're there. You get to go home to bed at a certain point, so work hard while you're there and then go home and crash. That's fine. But work hard while you're there. Work hard for the people that you're with because the harder you work and the more you prove yourself like that, the more you can kind of get away with in a, in a sense. And don't, don't push that. But people forgive little things easier if you work really hard. And so show up with good work ethic and make sure that it's a good work ethic. Show your true work ethic, but make sure it's a good one, basically. Next is is put in the right effort and, and go the extra mile. Like I kind of said with the learning, go the extra mile, learn your own things. But same with everything else. If you, even if I'm an engineer and I see the kitchen's a little dirty or there's a, a coffee cup or whatever, or there's somebody has their waters empty or whatever, even little tiny things like that, I go the extra mile to go, hey, 
do you want me to refill your water? I'm refilling mine. Or do you want another coffee or anybody want coffees? That's not my job, but I go the extra mile. For me as an engineer, something that I tend to do a lot that really impresses people and it's very simple is just beautiful labeling that makes sense. Emails that have a nice description of what I'm giving them. Um, the files are organized really cleanly. These are things that you that in a way to me is just what I do because I've done it so, so much. But to some people, that even that's the extra mile. But just make sure that you're always looking out for something that you can do to make the client your client's job easier. Make sure you can make the client more comfortable. Um, artists love just, if they don't have to, the least they have to think is better for them. So, you know, go the extra mile. That is the one of the biggest things. If I have an intern that's interning for me and they go an extra step ahead and they have, you know, I've had some guys that, that know exactly my coffee order and have, as soon as I walk in, cause they know my sessions at nine 30. So they know I'm going to walk in at nine o'clock and they're there. They're ha- they have my coffee ready with my, with my, whatever it is at the time, two sugars and some cream or whatever. They have that ready for me because they know I'm going to want a coffee when I walk in. And that's an, that's a little thing. That's not very hard to do. They're standing now waiting, not hard to do, but it's an extra mile that, that really shows me they're paying attention. One, to my that they know my coffee order, but two, that they're actually willing to do something with no expect for anything in return. Just doing the extra thing because that will, in the long run, pay dividends upon dividends because we notice that stuff from interns, from anybody, anybody they're working with. And I do this as, as an engineer now for clients. As, as clients come in, I try my best to do what I can possibly do, have snacks for them, whatever, whatever it is for that specific session. I just make sure that I do as much as I can or, or a little extra. That's a big one. Next is be positive. Um, nobody likes working with negative people, frankly, just be positive. I don't care how tired you are. Um, nobody cares. Be positive. And just think positively and bring positive energy because, you know, uh, even when you're when you're tired, it's very easy to slip into negativity. Don't let it show, at least. Be positive in front of the clients, in front of everybody else, because they aren't as <laughs> they aren't as uh, sleep deprived as you might be. So just be aware of that and and have a positive attitude as much as possible in front of other people. I don't care. I used to go out after um, as an engineer. I had a, a an assistant that worked with me a lot. We became really good friends, and and we had a, a good repertoire. And we'd go out after a session and grab a beer, and then we would complain. That's when we could complain after the fact, vent all of our frustrations about the session, about everything like that. Um, but we wouldn't do it. We would not have that negative energy at all in front of the client. And, and I pride myself on that and it goes, it really helps with the clients and the artists be as creative as possible. So I think that's, that's a really important one. Next is show up with passion. Frankly, we're all in music because we have a passion for it. So it's a very simple, just show up with that passion. That goes right back to learning. That goes right back to observing. If you have passion, you are going to be sitting there trying to observe and learn as much as possible. So let that passion show. Let that passion be there and people will notice. You don't have to be overly overt and tell them all about all the stuff you do. Don't brag about yourself. Frankly, that should be another one, actually. Don't brag about yourself. Nobody cares. When they ask you, that's fine. You can kind of mention something, but don't brag the whole time because they don't care. 
<laughs> if you work hard, then they will start asking and then they will want to know more about you. But you have to get to that point. Um, so your, your passion will show. If you're going the extra mile, if you're keenly aware, learning there. I don't. I never sat in a session on my phone because I was too busy watching and learning because I had a true passion for learning that stuff. Let that show, you know, use that as an example. Um, let that show and it will, it will go a very, very far way in getting more information from people and learning more stuff, which frankly, at the end of the day is what this is all about, learning more stuff. And that goes right in the next one is be coachable. If somebody's giving you advice, if somebody's giving you help, thank them for it or, you know, act on it or show that you're actually, it's not going in one ear and out the other. Um, don't dismiss it. Don't say, oh yeah, I've tried that and it didn't work. Don't, don't, because the more that you cut them off like that, the less they're going to give you more information that you probably haven't heard. So just be coachable and, and allow that to happen because even if you've heard it before, allow that person to feel good about coaching you and about helping you. And they will give you mountains more information because of that. And that'll go an even further way. So be coachable. That's a, that's a big one. And then I have another one, which is be prepared. If you're going into a session, know as much details as you can. Sometimes there is no details, but know as much details as you can. Know what the, if you know the band name, look them up, see what their music's like, see what they might like, see what, you know, if you can find any information about them. I used to work with a bunch of different clients and, and maybe they had done a session before and I would literally go and ask the other interns or the other engineers that had worked with them or the other assistants at the studio and ask them what they like, what their coffee was, anything, anything I could find out about them, what they like to, how they like to set up their little workstation. Do they use sheet music or not? Do they want to hear playback? Do they like these certain types of headphones? whatever it is. There's a million different things. Be as prepared as possible. And this all kind of comes back to your role. If you're an engineer, before the session, reach out, try and find out what their instrumentation is. If they want to play live off the floor, if they want to do overdubs, don't wait until the day of the session. Be prepared. And if you're an assistant, knowing as much information and having stuff set up before people walk in, obviously there's different things of billing and blah, 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 blah. But if you, if possible, I really think being as prepared as possible for with as much information as you can manage to find, do it. And, uh, and that goes down to when, you know, when I was working with certain engineers, I would be learning the, the SSL and I would be learning certain plugins that I knew they liked because I wanted to learn it better than they could so that I was prepared when they had questions for me on how to operate a certain switch or what this did or what that did. I would know. And so, you know, always be as prepared as possible. And that's a continuous thing. You're always learning and always trying to be more prepared. So it's just be as prepared as you possibly can. And you'll find as you do things, certain things that you can always be prepared with that most people don't think of, such as having a USB key to transfer files from the musician's computer to yours, because musicians never bring a USB stick to transfer files. So be prepared with that one. There's a, a life hack for you. <laughs> um, and one of the last ones I have here is ask questions. And I, I said before, you know, observe and self-direct learning and ask pointed questions if you actually have the right questions. But if somebody asks you to do something and you don't know how to do it and they say, go do this and you don't know how, ask the question. If somebody, the very, the very basic example, somebody says, go get me a coffee and you don't know what they want in their coffee, either be prepared by bringing them, you know, the coffee black with cream and sugar beside it in case they want that, or um, ask the question, would you like anything in your coffee? And they'll, they'll probably tell you as you dismiss, but remember that, <laughs> again, remember that what they said, so you don't have to ask it again, but ask questions if you really don't know how to do that. 
and I've had people that go and uh, I, I tell them to do something, they go away and start working on it and they, they come back to me and go, I don't, this, you know, I did this and this and this, but I, I don't know how to do that. And I'm more than happy. I'd rather they ask me that question and get clarification than screwing up everything and taking 10 times longer to do it. And sometimes in certain situations, if you don't know, it's, that's not the time for self-directed learning. That's the time to just ask the question. If you don't know what you're doing, um, you know, if there's a time crunch, that's just ask the question. It's fine. I just want it done at this point and we can learn about it better later. So ask questions. That's totally okay. Um, when possible, try and answer the question yourself or observe to try and figure out the question yourself and always be observing. And you'll, you'll actually be surprised at how many questions you can answer yourself if you actually pay attention and actually not just being in a session, but actually observing the session. You can learn a lot and answer half your own questions just by observing for 20 minutes to an hour to a couple hours to a couple days, you'd be amazed at what you can, what you can figure out. Um, and then the last one that I wanted to touch on, and this was one of the most valuable lessons that I ever learned that I was ever taught. And the one that makes the most sense, but people don't think about is never, never make the same mistake twice. If you make the same mistake twice, maybe if you do it a second time, I might forgive it depending on the situation. But if you do it a third time, no, not a chance. There is not a chance. You're done. Uh, with some of the most simplest things in my books, never make the same mistake twice, especially when it's technical things that you kn I know you can do. Obviously, mixing is a different thing, like creative endeavors. We're talking about other things like coffee orders, food orders, um, setups, microphone when I ask for a certain microphone. If I ask for a certain microphone and you get me the wrong microphone and I say, no, I want this microphone, if you screw it up again... I, my confidence is lost. My trust is lost in you. And it's going to take a while to get back. So never make the same mistake twice. Now I used to make plenty of mistakes and I encourage you to make mistakes, frankly, not, not stupid mistakes, but, but making mistakes is okay. It's nothing wrong with actually making mistakes. That's the way we learn. That's one of the best ways to learn, but just don't make the same mistake twice. Once you learn how to do it the right way or what was actually meant or whatnot. That's one of the biggest things. I love when people make mistakes. I don't like when they make them again. That's the problem. So that's one of the biggest pieces of advice. That's one of the biggest things that I ever tried to instill on, on interns that I had. That's one of the biggest things that I ever got instilled on me from engineers that I worked with, one of my biggest mentors. That was one of the things that, that's what he said. And I never let him down. I never made the same mistake twice. And the amount of stuff that I learned from him because of that is indispensable. It's, it's frankly why I make what I, all the content that I make, because I want to be able to give back for what he taught me. And a lot of that is because of a bunch of the stuff that I just told you. Those are the kind of the, the core principles that I used to live by and still do live by, not used to, but still do. And that's what got me the, the amount of information that I got from some of the, the top engineers and producers in the industry is because I did these things. I always showed up. I was always prepared. I was, went the extra mile. I observed as much as possible. I learned as much as possible. I would be as coachable as possible. Even if I thought they were idiots, if, even if I didn't care about the genre of music, even if, or, or it was a, a different audio thing that I didn't care about. I was as coachable as possible. I in I took in everything and sifted through it later and I was trusted by so many different people because of that and they showed me so 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 much more than I could have ever even asked about and that's how you grow that's how you learn more things because you don't know what you don't know so you can't ask questions about things you don't even know exist so you need to get people to want to talk to you and just want to talk and that was one of the best things if I just listened to engineers 
if I just, if I didn't ask a ton of questions and I just asked the right question and just listened and just let them go, they didn't care about what I had done. They didn't care what I've tried. They didn't, they don't care. But if I could just get them to talk, I would learn so, so, so much. So that's one of the important things that I learned. Shut up and just let the people talk and coach you and be as coachable as possible. That's part of the being coachable, I think. Um, so that's one of the most important things. Be as coachable as possible. Listen to what they have to say. Observe as much as possible. Try and put those pieces together. It's all a big puzzle of information. You're kind of putting it together between the questions you ask, the things you hear, and the things you actually observe happening. That's frankly the biggest way to learn and the biggest way to grow and the biggest way to get good connections and the biggest way to stand out to make yourself so good that they can't ignore you anymore. Um, as Cal Newport's book is, be, be so good they can't ignore you. That's so true. Be as good as possible with all these different things, and they all might seem very small, and they all might seem like they're not making a dent, but they do. Um, and the people above you, the people that you want to impress, will be impressed by these things. Frankly, everybody around you as well. But that's how to impress people, and that's how to get the most out of, uh, out of your internships or your different jobs. And that's just tips to succeed in the music industry or, frankly, most creative industries, actually. But those are just some of my tips and just some th thoughts off the top of my head. So hopefully that was helpful. And let me know if you have any other tips that you think, uh, whether you're an engineer already and that's something you've seen other engineers do or that you like to do or whatnot to add to this, hit me up on Twitter at AnnaCreates or on Instagram at AnnaCreates or on my website, AnnaCreates.ca. And let me know because I'm probably going to add to this and do another episode in another couple months or something um, to add to this different tips to help succeed or dive deeper into any of these any of these could be a full episode on their own frankly i got a lot to say about this i taught a lot of interns i was an intern and i like to be able to share and help as many people as possible with their own journey and these are just some tips that i thought would be helpful so that is it though for this episode thank you so much for watching i will see you in the next episode until then don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss any other episodes but i will see you in the next one till then always be creating Thank you.